side ball up and caught. Is it inbounds? Yes! Touchdown Titans! Jonu Smith tips it to himself! What a play! Fumbles, ball is loose, there's a fight for it. Titan ball! Casey got it out! And Big Jeff at the bottom of the pile starts wrestling a raven and he wins! Man, happy victory Monday, everybody. Shit. That's DJ Cowboy. Another one. We have so many victory Mondays. Let's yes. back to back. So many. I, it's almost routine. Like at this point, it's just whatever. And um, I, I put out on my Twitter last night, you know, I don't like to celebrate longer than 24 hours, but it's going to be hard to not celebrate <laughs> this win longer than 24 hours. That shit was awesome. I feel and it. And it's everything, everything I love. So I forgot to introduce us. Oh, we're What's good. up, guys? Y'all know me. I'm Anna. <laughs> and I got Trey here with me today. Our my lovely co-host, uh, Joe Lemming, is still out in LA recovering from you know enjoying his night last night. And um Albert couldn't be with me today. So Trey has been so gracious as to fill in and, and come react to this game with me. Happy to be here. Appreciate you guys having me back in. Obviously, like and I feel like we were in the same vein last night. We were talking on our Twitter spaces, just saying. Got a good feeling about this one. It, it, it was prototypical Titans. The media does their thing. They don't talk about us. I think Teddy Bruschi, because he knows Rabel, is one of the ESPN guys to pick the Titans. Mike Tirico picked the game, picked the Titans pregame on, on NBC last night. So very much we've been here before. We know how this thing goes. And I think all of us, and honestly, I think Titans fans are still getting used to the fact that the Titans – under Mike Vrabel are a team who creates so many problems with their with their talents, but they can adjust. Like, yeah, I, I want to go on record first and foremost. I tweeted it out last night, just an official apology to Shane Bowen, his family, his friends, anyone who I may have offended <laughs> for calling for his job. Because last night, I mean, the the bell of the ball was the defense because Kevin Byard is playing. He's probably the best safety in the league right now. Obviously, yeah. Jayon coming back, David Long Jr. coming out, Jeff Simmons. I mean, come on. It is the, the I won't give away all of our content in the first five minutes, but wow, what right. a night. Right. Yeah. My I always like to do like a first little our first little bit as an initial reaction. And then we have so much to talk about, especially on the defense side of the ball, like you're alluding to. But I'm just like overwhelmed when i tell y'all if you follow me on twitter and if you don't it's at anna lewis sia you already know that i'm out here acting a fool so come witness it but i was in my floor yelling at my tv like my dog was looking at me like what the fuck is wrong with you and at one point she started barking with me like she's like oh we're being loud okay bet like let's be loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was fun and just um you know it's this year has been different for me because I live in Florida. I don't live in Nashville anymore. So um, experiencing Titans games in a territory that's not very Titans friendly, um, it's almost sad. But last night it was, it was a party of one and I was having a grin all the time because mm-hmm. our boys bought out. And y'all already know, um, especially on this podcast, having Albert Hainsworth on here and myself, who are both very defensive minded people, we love a good defensive showdown. And I can't wait to talk to him about that because – those boys bald. So let's go ahead and yeah. talk about them. Let's let's go ahead and talk about our boys on the defensive side of the ball. Danico Autry, man, welcome home. Yeah, we've talked about he him every single unreal. time I've been on the pod. He he he's been yeah probably the best free agent signing the Titans have had, and God knows how long. Uh, in years. Um, 
I mean, yeah, we've we talked about Jeff Simmons. I, I don't know that we fully, you know, especially I, I tweeted this late in the game when uh, Elijah, excuse me, I almost said Molden, when Amani Hooker had an open field tackle on that third down play where he was, I think Henderson was a yard and a half or maybe two yards short. Yeah. The, the thing about what I don't know that we're fully appreciating about the Titans defense right now is the fundamental play of just the, I mean, there's been weeks that we've seen poor tackling with the Jets and even obviously week one with the Cardinals. This team has improved so much since, you know, even week three against the Jets that the fundamentals, obviously gap ownership with the defensive line, Harold Landry, Bud Dupree's throwing his name in there. We've, I mean, you can go literally to every position outside of maybe Janoris Jenkins and just give nothing yeah. but praise to the guys because just good, sound, fundamental game. Um, T.R. Tart, you know, everyone's kind of making their name known uh, throughout the game. But last night, it was just that first three or four series for the Rams. It was just like, guys, this is like Madden. We're playing a game here. Is this real life? Is this a simulation? Are we watching right. real life? Because it was just that good. I mean, yeah, I'll let you talk about Jeff Simmons because, my goodness, the dude just keeps getting better. He balled. He balled. Um what we saw him do last night is what I've been waiting on since we drafted him. And mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with the fact that he was not put in positions to make plays that he's very, very good at making. That bull rush where he just manhandled this guy that's got a whole family at home. <laughs> like, do you not feel bad, Jeff? <laughs> do, you, do you not feel guilty for that shit? Because that was wild. Mm -hmm. um, you did not have to do him like that. But I love it. That's the shit I live for. Like, I love little, like, shifty moves that defensive linemen can do, especially um, when you see an interior guy do the shifty stuff. But my bread and butter and things that I love more than anything in the D-line is when you see somebody just take over another man, another grown man's will to finish that play and just destroy him. Like, mm -hmm. that was a matter – that's two 300-plus-pound men – going at full speed against each other. And you would have thought that Jeff weighed 200 more pounds than he did. Right. Like it was just insane. So I know I, I say this all the time on my Twitter and I say this all the time to my friends, but ever since 2016, I wanted Jeff into tone blue. Um, I knew he would fit in really well um, with our culture. Just, he always seems to be like on the quote unquote underdog teams. He had an opportunity to go play at Alabama, but he wanted to go to Mississippi state, mm -hmm. you know? So and that's just kind of what he does. And I love that he got picked up by a team that is always discredited by national media because I think he feeds off of that. Um, and then also getting to come in and play with Gerald Casey for a little bit and then take over, ultimately take over his leadership position and be a captain in his third year. Last night he showed you why he is and why he has the respect that he has from his teammates. Yep. Because I don't know if you watch the, um, the video, the Titans always release like their little hype thing they do in the end zone before a game. And they released that shit right before kickoff. And mm -hmm. I was ready to run through a brick wall. But what stood out to me is like, of course, KB is saying, hey, it doesn't matter what they're saying. It's mm -hmm. about what we say about ourselves. And then, you know, Jeff goes to do his little call with them. And they weren't loud enough the first time. And he said, all right, y'all wake up. Yeah. And then it was just lit. And at that moment, I was like, we're about to fucking win. Yeah. We're legit about to win. Because it, it was in that moment. It's like, you see why this guy is 24 years old and is a captain on an NFL team. And um, I just have a tremendous amount of respect for him. I think you see him in the Pro Bowl. I think you see him – if he continues down the stretch that he's on, I was talking to somebody last night, if he keeps this pace up, 
Because last night was great. Last night was his best game of his career. But -hmm. the last few weeks, he's been balling. Um, If he continues to do that, I think he's in a DPOI conversation, along with KB. Along with probably, we can't forget Miles Garrett. (laughs) You can never forget about Aaron Donald. But Jeff put himself in a position to be a top three, top two interior defensive lineman. And everybody got to see them prime time. Yeah. So I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah, I think about, you know, obviously Jarrell Casey was in the house last night at the game, and, and it makes me think yeah. about John Robinson making the move to trade Jarrell and kind of double down on the bet that Jeffrey Simmons at the time was um, young guy, and he has flourished into everything that you want Jeff Simmons to be at this point in his career. Like you said, that pregame video, and one thing, for him to be in front of, you know, say 52 other guys and coaching staff or whatever it is to make that call – like KB does as well, kind of encouraging the team. The leadership to sit there and recognize, hey, I know I've heard Buck Rising today on 104.5 The Zone talking about how that setting last night at SoFi Stadium had vibes of an incredible show, like obviously national media being there. It's it's Sunday Night Football. But to read the team like he did of, hey, wake up and let's get going. Like, you know, whenever you got your guys are about to shift into gear. I love the fact that that Jeff Simmons is that dude. Obviously, he's backing it up. Um, I don't think anybody – even it's funny to look back and think of how, you know, um, John Robinson talked about we want guys who love ball, who are not me guys, yeah. but they're, they're team guys. Adrian yeah. Peterson showed, you know, showed stuff about that. Kevin Byard showed stuff about that. David Long, like it's that faceless yeah. – we've talked about it the last couple of weeks, like the faceless defense – you might not know these guys because they went to this school or that school and they got drafted in the first two rounds or whatever, but they're sure as hell playing like it. And it's one of those things yeah. like David Long Jr. There was a, a, a I think last week, um, and even Jayon, I'll, I'll kind of get both of those guys, but David Long yeah. Jr. last week had a play where he put a guard on his butt and, and made a made a great inside. I think it was the A or B gap, but made a great tackle. And then uh, TikTok, uh, excuse me, Tic Tac Titans, Tyler Roland uh, had a great highlight. I think it was just a very simple ISO run. Um, Jayon stayed put, was very patient, and made the correct read and the, re- the, the reaction. It's those fundamentals, man. Like we talked about, I know you talked about with Albert, but like the Jim Schwartz impact, the obviously Shane Bowen having that relationship with him. Jim Hazlitt got to give him some credit because the interior linebackers, I know Rashawn, and it's, it's Rashawn's birthday today. Happy birthday to him, but it's it's one of those things these guys are playing lights out week after week they are it's it's but it's position group after position group that keeps getting better um obviously christian fulton we want to see what happens with him but the defense was just absolutely masterful last night yeah and something i want to say about jayon too i mean welcome back jayon it was it was great to see you out there man when they dropped the pictures of you guys warming up and just see you out there cheesing like you always are and uh, stretching out. I was like, man, it was good to see that man back on the field. I love Jayon. I've loved him since we've had him. Um, he's, a again, another great team guy. You see that with the contract he took to play for this team, to stay in Nashville. Um, you can tell he loves it here. So we love you too. We're glad you're back. But he is one of the best pass coverage linebackers in mm-hmm. the NFL. And I have said that for a couple of years now. But because our defense is a no-name defense, nobody runs these guys their credit. I think after last night, you have to. Because our pass coverage, like two of those sacks that we had last night, were not because we got back there super fast. 
Mm-hmm. Jeff is a lot of things, but he's not like super fast. You know, like he's not getting back there in two seconds. He get he's getting back there in four. So for right. those four seconds, our coverage had to be pretty damn good. Yeah. So, you know, our our coverage did what they needed to do too, which is exciting. And I think just that. And I was talking to um, uh, someone I know that's a Rams fan, and they were you know so upset, making excuses, yada yada, like oh Matthew Stafford did this. He made this stupid decision. Yeah, Matthew Stafford looked dumb as hell in a couple of plays last night. Mm-hmm. But the defense's job is not to be pretty. It's not to be clean. It is to cause absolute chaos and make a quarterback like Matthew Stafford, like Tom Brady, hopefully, like like Mac Jones when we see him in a few weeks, like Trevor Lawrence, like all these guys that are clean. It's our job to make you look like shit. Yeah. And that's what we did last night. So your quarterback looking bad is – you can't discredit our defense by saying, oh, my quarterback looked back. No, your quarterback looked back because our defense flustered the fuck out of him. Right. So I I love it. I, I just love it. Like, I have not – I don't really smile when I watch football. <laughs> and I could not <laughs> stop smiling last night. I was just cheesing ear to ear all night long because it was unbelievable to see mm-hmm. the Titans defense back in, like, 2000, 2008 form. I mean, yeah. that shit looked like Albert Hainsworth and Javon Curse were out there. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting to think about, too, is the fact that we've had some pretty damn good quarterbacks come through Nashville or we've been on the road, wherever it's been with Mahomes, obviously Josh Allen, you know, people saying he slipped or whatever when Jeff shut him down. But you're having really good teams, good good quarterbacks, and pretty good offensive lines come through. And it's the same production from the defensive line of that disruption where you're not, you're not seeing a clean pocket. They might step up and have to move and shift around, but those little things, and obviously the mechanics of a throwing motion, those little, those inaccurate passes, it might not be a pass breakup. It might not be a sack. It might not be an interception, but the pressure that quarterback feels is one of those things that Vrabel's talked about that you might not see it on the stat sheet, but you know right. it's having an impact on that quarterback, and especially too yep. what I've what I loved about last night is our the, to hold a team to under 100 yards in a game between Sonny Michelle, Daryl Henderson, obviously Stafford. Stat, and this is the, what's weird: Wentz last week, Stafford this week, Mahomes a couple weeks back. Like obviously Wentz is not a great quarterback, but you've got solid quarterbacks who've been playing very well come through. With solid O lines, and they look like ass. Like they, they, they do not look good. Yeah. and it's those fundamental things. Stafford was a guy I thought he could be in the running for MVP early on in the season with McVeigh. Yeah, he looked pedestrian last night, and I think yeah. you're spot on. It, it, it's, it's all three levels of the defense from that secondary kind of giving them enough time so guys like Jeff and Danico can get there. Then you got Harold and Bud on the outside that you have to account for. It's like. The Swiss Army knife of this defense, whatever you need, they've got it. I mean, yeah, it's awesome to see. But I did not expect them to come out in the in the fashion that they did out of the gate because I know the Titans usually are a slow team. Offense was slow, but they're more of a hey, let's let's come out slow and then the second half we'll, we'll adjust. They were yeah. coming out first round. I mean, throwing haymakers and it was golly. Um, what do you think about? Because I'm looking here. I know I know you were giving Jayon uh, some love. He had seven tackles, yeah. which is great to see him come out. How about yeah, Chris first, Jackson? First with the, yeah, Chris Jackson. That's what I was about out. to say. That's what I was about to say. Because if you would have told me a couple weeks ago that when we picked up Chris Jackson that he would come out and make the impacts he made on Sunday Night Football against one of the best teams in football, 
I mean, like, yeah, okay. All right, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. If it happens, it happens, but I'm not holding my breath. He looked good. And it yeah. wasn't just like, and Imani, him and Amani Hooker both looked really good together. Mm-hmm. Um, so having those guys step up the way they did, I don't care if you're Jalen Ramsey. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people get so hung up on not having a big name like Jalen Ramsey or like some of these other teams have in their secondary. We we have KB, but other than that, you don't really – Christian Fulton will be a big name, but he hasn't been playing. Um, I don't really care if we have a big name. If guys can step up for the moment and they can continue to hold that pressure. What makes me nervous is we're really good about playing up to our competition – but historically, we're pretty bad about playing down to our competition as well. So if those guys can keep that energy and keep that pace, I think the secondary starts making a lot of noise because Chris Jackson is what? Is he 27, 28? Like, he's I a – I guess he would be a vet. Um, he's definitely not a young guy. Um, but him having the experience that he's had, he did play with us for a little bit um, in the past. I think that's why we picked him up in the middle of the season. But let Christian Fulton get back out there too. Our – I mean, our secondary is going to look clean. Christian, uh, or sorry, Chris Jackson's actually 23 at a Marshall. Uh, he's just a, well, I'm sorry, hold on. No, that's not, ESPN's got it wrong. He's actually 33. No, I'm sorry. God, I can't read. He's 23 years old. I'm kind of blown, uh, blown away right now. I really thought seventh, we had him for longer than that. Seventh round pick uh, out of okay. Marshall. I mean, there was that one early, I think it may, maybe first, late first, early second quarter, there was a bubble screen that the Rams through and he was like a bat out of hell <laughs> just dropped the guy you know a, a line or two or a yard or two behind the line yeah. of scrimmage but yeah he he played great last night well him being 23 makes me even more excited i really thought he was in his late 20s so i don't know who i'm thinking of but him being young and looking like that i mean keep him around see how he looks see how mm. he develops because those six seventh round guys sometimes they play out so not saying he's going to be Jalen Ramsey or he's going to be one of those guys. He's not going to be Stephon Gilmore. But if you can be in the right system and make an impact and you go get a ring, who gives a, who gives a damn? I'm, yeah, trying to no, watch, right, I'm trying to watch <laughs> all my language, but um, it's not, it's not going to happen. Today. I'm so excited. Um, and I, like, I, I want to just talk about the defense, but we have to talk a little bit about the offense too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we do that, I want to address something that I've seen a lot on Twitter seen a lot in twitter spaces people getting really butthurt about national media coverage this morning because trey and i are recording this at like one o'clock central time so we've already gotten a good idea of what's going to be said about our team and about our guys and it is what it is y'all like i i knew when we did what we did last night and with matthew stafford looking the way he looked it's really easy to say hey our quarterback didn't do what they're supposed to do Mm-hmm. Hey, our golden boy didn't do what he was supposed to do. Nobody wants to say what I said about five minutes ago and that the you know the defense causes a lot of that pressure and causes a lot of that panic and causes those mistakes. They're intangibles, but they're very much there. Um, like, screw them, y'all. It doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. if we keep winning, we up until yesterday, we had the hardest schedule in the NFL. And after yesterday, we now have the easiest remaining schedule in the NFL. And we're 7-2. and two. We went through the hardest stretch of our season, 4-0. and oh. We beat the Bills. We beat the Chiefs. We beat our division rival, swept them. Mm-hmm. And then we go to L.A., to SoFi. Our fans showed out. I mean, a lot of people were saying it didn't even feel like home field advantage for L.A. because there were so many Titans fans there, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome. I wish I could have been there myself. But – we know what it is. 
And I think at this point, it doesn't matter what anybody else has to say. I guarantee you our guys in the locker room, they're hyped to have done what they did. And they're probably going to have my approach of, you know, enjoy today. And then it's mm-hmm. back to business tomorrow because we got New Orleans next. Yep. But, you know, we we see Sam Acho laughing at Harry Douglas and his bold prediction from, was that like, what, in August? I mean, it was right yeah. before the season started. Yeah, prior to season. Because, yeah, Harry Douglas said his bold prediction was that the Titans would go to the Super Bowl. And Sam Acho is sitting there laughing at him. Like, bro, did you forget about the Chiefs? Did you forget about the Bills? Sam, tell me about those Chiefs now. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Pat Mahomes. Tell me about Buffalo. Because Buffalo lost to Jacksonville yesterday. And the Titans beat up on the Rams, who is a top three team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But what I'm really – and this is all I'll say is, like, I am tired of the narrative of, oh, this really good team might not be as good as we thought they were – or, oh, this really good team had an off day. It's time to put some damn respect on the Titans' names and let them know, hey, mm-hmm. we're we're number two in the NFL right now. Yep. We're number one in the AFC. That's not by accident. You don't get there by accident. It's not a fluke. This is a reflection of Mike Frable. It's a reflection of John Robinson. It's a reflection of Miss Amy for building the culture that she's built mm-hmm. and all the work they've put in over the last, what, Mike's been here for four years? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, you see so much of him in this team. And if you go back to how he played and the attitude that he had as a player and as a Super Bowl winner, you see that reflected in our guys. So um, screw the noise. That I, That's what our guys are saying. That's what our coaching staff is saying. That's what our front office is saying. They're going to stay focused. They're going to go handle business. And you know what? When we win that Super Bowl in February, what can they say then? Can they say it was all a fluke? Yeah. They'll try. <laughs> I feel like we've, we've talked about this a couple of different times when I've been on with you because I don't really understand the motivation or the desire for this, you know, sticker or this cookie or whatever you're trying to get by this national media. Like, right. if you're a competitor, it doesn't matter who lines up. It really doesn't. You know, Kevin Byers not sitting there thinking about the national media whenever he's picking off, you know, Matt Stafford and running to the house. It It's a fan thing. And here's what people don't realize. Michael Irvin and Stephen A. Smith, you know, laughing at the idea of the Titans being anything after Henry goes down. It's all part of the gimmick for the media. Like, you're going to be watching today to see what Stephen A. has to say in response to that stuff. You're going to go check what Sam Ocho is doing if he's replying back to his people, even if he's liking things on Twitter. Who cares? Right. Line them up. And this is the thing. I've said this for a little while now about this Titans team. We can beat any team in the NFL, any team in the NFL. I don't care if we're on the road, if we're at home. And here's what's incredible that we keep seeing about the Titans fans. With the Houston background of the Oilers, right? Guys like Chili Pepper, there are Love You Blue. There's so many people on Twitter who are Titans fans because the Oilers from when they were kids. That means they will travel anywhere you go. They're right in the middle of the country. You're always going to have some presence. But for guys like Bon Ali, my buddy who's out there, Don, who's from Illinois, going out there last night, so many fans saying, y'all, you can hear them chanting on TV, let's go Titans. It's like – It was unreal. We're not the Buffalo Bills. You know, The Bills Mafia by any means taking over where I was sitting whenever they were at Nissan. But guys (laughs) – the, the national media is there to do one. They're there to do one job. But even today, I know I was watching Good Morning Football. It's not a question of how do the Titans come out so strong. It's what happened. Why were the Rams off? 
to me, it doesn't matter. You can phrase that question yeah. any way that you like. The fact is on that tape, the Titans came out and punched them square in the mouth. Yep. If people want to keep sleeping on them, let them. It actually does us favors by teams probably looking. And I know prior to the week, uh, A.J. Brown being on on the the he did I didn't I guess he didn't practice or he was questionable, whatever it is. I swear I think Mike Vrabel's playing chess over here, just sitting here like I do, you know, shrugging his shoulders. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah. It's those little things, but one thing I'll say about it, regardless, and this is the embodiment of Mike Vrabel. Every time that we see those post-game videos, and I cannot wait to see this one from last night, but Mike Vrabel and other other guys, players are, are saying the same things. There is a fight in this team that they do not quit. And even when they're down and you feel like they're out, you just keep, they keep coming. It's that boxer who's got his eye closed shut because he's swollen up and his lip bloodied. It's like, what is it? Uh, not to get too nerdy out here, but it's like Captain America sitting there saying, I can do this all day. You know, he's putting his right. hands back up and saying, let's fucking go. Um, yeah. That's our team. You know, be proud of it. And who cares what the national media has to say? That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah. I, and I think that's what I love so much about our organization because that's always been our identity is being tough. And like, we've always, even when, you know, the game has changed to very much a passing game, um, you see quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes have so much success until this year. Um, Josh Allen, like that air raid style being so big. And the Titans have just stayed true to that tough defense and just hit them in the mouth. And then run it down the throat. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Because that's, first of all, just for like turnover reasons, running the ball is a lot safer. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you get on into the later part of the season, and I don't, I think you may have said this, we have a week 13 bye. That's a really late bye week. Great. And for us to get that rest that late, and then to be able to go into the winter, go into the postseason with some rest, and us hitting the way we hit and everybody else being tired. And especially if we get that first round by too, I don't think anybody's ready for that. Mm-hmm. And what also gets me excited, I know we're not going to spend a lot of time on Derrick Henry because he's not playing right now, but nobody's seen a rest of Derrick Henry in the playoffs. That's scary too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'll be interested to see how he comes back off of his injury because thinking about him and AD in the backfield – Thing about Deontay Foreman showed out last night. I still like Jeremy McNichols a lot, even though he didn't have a great showing. He still mm-hmm. did what he needed to do, you know. Um, thinking about that and then thinking about Julio coming into form. AJ's been balling. I mean, he he let Jalen Ramsey get a little in his head last night, but he's still balling. He still had, you know, several good plays. So, I don't know. Like, Ryan, T- I still have my concerns about Ryan Tannehill. I'll be honest. Um, sure, for sure. But if – if your defense does what they did last night every single week and through the playoffs, it does not matter what your offense does. And it damn sure doesn't matter what your quarterback does if your future Hall of Famer running back comes back. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think Tannehill's been the guy that everybody first pointed to and said, you got to be better. You got to step up. Um, I think this week was one of those things with the running game, with the attack. Like, How is that going to look? How is it going to go? I think at times the play action was, was not on point, but it was pretty close as sure. far as – uh, what Tannehill was able to do and get the ball downfield. They converted when they were they, – they did enough. And I think I think yeah. the unrealistic expectation from a lot of fans is that, like we saw last night from the defense, you're not going to get that every single week. That's one of those things that situations, just opportunities, calls, 
the whole thing, it, it all comes together, you know, and, and even last night, like Brett Kern doing what Brett Kern does, like in that aspect of the game, we didn't rely on, on our kicker, you know, Randy Bullock to have to come out there and save him. Um, the offense did enough last night. I think you're right on with Tannehill. Like I think he'll get better as this team, as the as the team on offense has to adjust to a Derrick Henryless offense. And I think it's going to be a growth process. The beauty of that is, and we've talked about it, is the schedule kind of just it's it's pretty weak from here on. Uh, I think the yeah. best team that we might be looking at is maybe the Patriots, maybe the Saints. If you want to, if you want to talk about this upcoming Sunday, um, I did want to talk about Lawan. Okay. No idea why he was he wasn't a go. Um, a part of me sits here and wonders: Is this something of you know we've talked about for weeks of how there's a next man up mentality? Is him being a healthy scratch saying, "Look, Von Miller's not going; his ankle's messing him up. Let's have some some second string guys go at it tonight, or whatever that rotation's going to look like." Bobby Hart did not have a good game. I miss Kendall Lamb. Not sure where he was. Um, Obviously, Tyson Brylow, we would have loved to have had him last night, but Bobby Hart, to get the nod, if it does preserve Lawan, if it, if it is one of those things that – and I, I can't tell you how much – and I'm not a – I'm not a guy who will – I've gone in on, on, on Lawan. I mean, when he had his game against Chandler Jones, I was the one that was sitting there tweeting that bus with the boys, hey, you guys should reach out to Chandler Jones to get him on the bus and just rag on Lawan. You know, it's all fun and games, but if he's sitting to make sure that his knee, just like they did, Bud, he was a healthy scratch. I think it was week four, maybe five. If it gets the lawn better in a position for later in the season, and I think it's another credit to Mike Vrabel. He knows what these guys need and what their bodies need going into not, hey, let's just finish this regular season. Let's just check that box. Let's think about the postseason. Let's think about where our bodies need to be and our minds need to be because you know mentally Lawan is not 100% there with his knee. Right. The re-aggravations, the Seattle game where he you know, hyperextended it, it's all playing into it. I, people want to sit here and say, you might as well leave Lawan in L.A. It's like Lawan wasn't sitting there holding his pads looking all pissy like he just got told, you know, hey, you're not going tonight. Lawan probably said, hey, here's where I'm at. You know, and then I, I would have no doubt in my mind. If I was betting, I probably would say Vrabel told him, hey, we're going to give Bobby the go tonight. You rest up. Yeah. Enjoy the show. <laughs> and it all went the right. way the Titans needed it to go. And I, I don't think you're wrong in that. And I think probably what another factor in there was, hey, let's see how we look for the first quarter. Let's see how mm-hmm. we look for the first half. Because he was dressed. Mm-hmm. So I think it was very much – Let's go see what we can do without you. And if we need you, we'll pull you back in. But you're right. He didn't look upset. He did not look pissed. It very much looked like this is an intentional move. This is, we're playing chess, not checkers. And I love it. Like, that's one of the beautiful things about having a coach that is still so young and not very far removed from his career in the NFL. He understands what players need. He understands the mental aspect of being injured as well and coming off of something like that. And, you know, he's not going to push that. And I think, honestly, I think Vrabel's probably a little shell-shocked from last week of trusting Derek to go after he banged his foot up in mm-hmm. the first quarter. I think he's probably going to be a little bit more cautious, if anything. Um, but, no, I'm sure it was a conversation between him and Taylor saying, hey, this is this is what we do or this is what we don't do. Because they wouldn't have had him fly out there, and they wouldn't have had him dressed out if they had no intention 
of him possibly playing. But see, that would have been something for the Rams to prepare for. If they knew Lawan right. wasn't going, they would have been blitzing that left side the whole night. Right, right. Chestnut checkers. Chestnut checkers. Just like yes. whenever, you know, Julio is week to week or AJ is week to week or AJ is day to day, you know, like they're not, in my opinion, yeah. they're not actually day to day. Like they, they know they're going to be playing on Wednesday, but they, Rabel is so good at playing that mental game because Think about it this way, guys. Every single coach, every single GM, every single coordinator in the NFL gets paid millions of dollars to punk each other out. Mm-hmm. They get paid millions of dollars to predict what the other person's going to do. So if you can create a little bit of chaos through the game planning stretch of the week to prep for that game, it it just adds more layers. Right. So it's something that we needed, especially you know going into our first week without Derek, because that changed the Rams game plan too, because they're okay. I'll fill y'all in. I think Albert actually talked about this last year when we're in week nine, we're really preparing for week 11 and 12 week 10 has already been prepared for. So coaches are about two to three weeks ahead at all times. Mm -hmm. So two to three weeks ago, the Rams were preparing for Derrick Henry. Then he goes out then that shakes up their game plan on what they're going to do to approach the Titans. Right. So then adding the factor of, is AJ going to go? Is Taylor going to go? Oh my gosh, they signed AD? What's going on? What yep. are we doing? Right, it caused a little bit of chaos. But I, I mean, I'll give the Rams defense credit. They look pretty good. Um, but something I said all week, like people were saying um, they were nervous to see what our offense looked like. And all I said all week was, give them some time because Ryan Tannehill has to adjust to not having Derrick Henry. He's had Derrick Henry for two years. Like, it's his first game in two years without Derrick Henry. Yeah. AJ and Julio have to just not having Derrick Henry. That line has to just not having Derrick Henry. And then we have to go from having one really strong running back to running back or running by committee. It's a complete game plan adjustment, even though you go and get one of the most physical backs that's available. And I think AD will really come into his own. He hasn't played in over a year. Mm -hmm. So... We were able to do, like you said, just enough on the offensive side of the ball because our defense stepped up so damn well and still win that game against a top five. I really think the Rams are a top three team, but I think by numbers it's a top five. You know, top five team and still beat them at home. Mm-hmm. Can't be too upset. I'm yeah. just excited. No, I, I feel the same way. And I think, too, just the strategy. That's a great point you made about them being two to three weeks out and how even last night or yesterday in the last five to seven days for the Rams, they probably had more pressure on them than the Titans did just to have to shuffle, yeah. reorganize. And then, like we're talking about with Lawan, like if he if you have the ability to save him because – Surprise, surprise, he's getting older. Saffold's getting older. Like, if you have the ability to give these guys those rest days and those, um, even on a game day, to fly out there and he's ready to go, by all means, do it. You know, I'm completely fine with it. Um, I think a lot of fans, though, are actually just probably taking everything at face value, not thinking beyond, hey, what's really happening here? Yeah. You know, so everybody needs to kind of take a play here. Yeah, and I think – I don't know what it is about Luan. If he's just that that cocky, you know, well-spoken dude that everyone loves to throw it at because they yeah, – I mean, he can, he can dish it out pretty well. But um, yeah, I did want to talk about you, – you talked about Adrian Peterson and, and Deontay Foreman. Like, I was completely content with what they gave me last night. Yes, AD's a yeah. 36-year-old guy coming off the couch, and he talked about having to get into football shape. 
And I was saying, I put, I tweeted this out, I think this morning or maybe late last night. <laughs> Adam Schefter continues to push that Henry's not coming back this year. And even if he does, it's not going to be our routine 30 carry guy. I'm completely cool with that. But yeah. the Titans can utilize what happened to him for their benefit. If Deontay Foreman and AP and, and McWeapon can get to the point where this thing's clicking by the time he would come back, like you mentioned, that week 13 bye is a blessing, an absolute yeah. blessing. Work the kinks out, you know, continue down this week schedule. The only thing that concerns me for this team in general is how weak the schedule is. Like we've talked about playing down to competition. And then if even if we maintain that first first seed and we have a bye. A lot of times you see teams get to the dance, they have a week off, and they're completely out of sync and they're out of shape, comparatively speaking, with what the other other teams are able to do. Right. That's where I'm – yeah, that's where I just kind of get confused by people who criticize Mike Vrabel, continue to ask for him to be fired, things like that, where it's like you don't know what this guy really is bringing to this team until it's yeah. things like, like, you know, maintaining health, maintaining body – uh, the, you know, the mind and, and, and knowing how to relate to his players like that to make sure they're 100% ready to go. But um, Adrian Peterson, I loved watching on the naked boot with Tannehill. Adrian Peterson celebrating as he was running in. Like, you know he's excited to be yeah. back. And that's that. I think he just brings another level of energy to the team that they probably need right Absolutely. now, uh, especially after losing Henry. But uh, I'm – to say I'm optimistic after that win is an obvious statement, but I'm optimistic because – of how well the Titans are set up to continue the success, work the kinks out, find more and more opportunities to get repetitions and get better. Um, and I know there was a statistic from Ed Werder last night that the Titans are the fourth team in history to beat six teams. They're six and no against, you know, playoff contending teams last year. Two of those teams, I think they actually won Super Bowls. Um, Brable's that guy to say, look, you ain't done nothing to be in that conversation. But if we keep doing our thing, we're going to be in that conversation and earn that. Because I think I legitimately believe this team is going to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I, I'm i going to put that out there as well. Like, I don't want to jinx anything, but I'm a firm believer in defense wins championships. And over the last month, we've seen a championship defense. Mm-hmm. We've seen a defense that has taken the will to go. <laughs> out of quarterbacks people are joking that we broke josh allen um that jeff broke josh allen like that's those are the conversations that you want people to be having about your guys going into i mean we're halfway through the season this is when this is when you start seeing who's who's real and who's not who's a fraud and who's not and i'm not going to say who is and who isn't in my opinion because i think some teams have had a bad couple weeks but they're going to bounce back um, like the Bills. I think the Bills will get back in sync here soon. But the Titans aren't a joke. And I think everyone's seeing that now. Like, at least people that legitimately know football, that don't get paid to be a contrarian, um, people that love this game, that have been paying attention to our boys, you can't look at this football team and tell me they're not the real deal. Yeah. So I I think they will be back in SoFi. And I think they'll probably be playing Arizona. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. But going into that, I think that we have the advantage because Arizona beat our ass in week one. So we're going to be ready to go. But I think it's it's the Titans and Arizona 
In the, One thing in the I did want to mention, as far as championship caliber teams, the Titans had four penalties last night for 19 yards, and the Rams had 12 for 115. Obviously, the whole Jalen Ramsey thing, that was – right. I was legitimately pissed off about that. Because we all knew we all knew what it was. It was one of those things that I, I've never seen that referee before in my life. I, you know, usually you have you know Ed Hockley was the guy for so many years, and there's so many guys now. Um, never seen him from. You couldn't tell him on the street. Um, it, 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 that felt dirty to me. That was one of those things of how do you just say that it was it was not an unsportsmanlike. It was a personal foul, and all of a sudden Jalen continues to play. I love the fact that AJ wants to stand up for himself and not take shit from anybody, but he's smart enough to know whenever that line, where that line is and pull himself Point back. Yeah. Yep. Um, because you've seen so many guys, you know, throwing punches. And if, even if AJ's not on the field, that defensive scheme changes completely as far as what they're right. blitzing. And here's the crazy thing for me. Sp- speaking of championship caliber teams, the Titans did not blitz that much last night. They had a nope. four-man rush. It was rush a four-man the rush. Whole... They did a three-man rush several times. Yes, that is that's one of those things that we don't realize. Just watching this, like we're just sitting here applauding and loving and eating it all up. But really, when you look at, at what is actually happening in the X's and the O's, this team can do that whenever they're dropping a running back or a tight end for some help, and they're still getting there. Because I mean, like we've talked about Danico every episode I've been on here. We've talked about Jeff. We've talked about Harold. This is the best pass rush they've had probably in a decade or two. Maybe since Kent Calvary's day. Yeah. Yeah. At <sighs> least since 2008. I would love to see that comparison. I, it's going to be a conversation I definitely have with Albert um, mm-hmm. when he has a. I just want to sit and watch film with him and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, what are you thinking? Because this, this reminds me of, you know, me being 13 years old, running around like crazy because Albert Haynes would have just got another sack, you know? Right. So um, it it was unreal. And that's something I'm glad you brought that up, that we were rushing 90% of the time. We had three or four men rushing. We weren't blitzing. We weren't doing anything crazy. There weren't any crazy exotic blitzes. It was all just pure muscle on that front end of our defensive side of the ball. Like, that's exciting. Because when we get into the playoffs, like, really good coaches – and really good play callers don't show all their cards in the regular season. Mm-hmm. So what are they going to do in the postseason? I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, no doubt. It's be fun and to watch. With King Henry's back. I mean, there's there's so many things that week one we didn't know that we'd be, you know, think about. We have Adrian Peterson and Julio Jones on Titans right, right. Now. <laughs> So you never know we have know two guys that, that want a ring. Two mm-hmm. guys that are already in the Hall of Fame. They're already both first ballot Hall of Famers, Right. But you get a ring, there's no doubt in anybody's mind. There, there could be some people saying, oh, well, they never won a Super Bowl. Well, go win that Super Bowl. You shut everybody up. Mm-hmm. So you have two guys that are incredibly motivated to go do that. Derrick Henry's going to come back incredibly motivated. You got guys on the def- defensive side of the ball that know, hey, Jeff knows he's not – people don't know who he was until last night. People weren't putting him in the same conversation as Aaron Donald like I've been doing for over a year. Like Titans fans have those conversations, but people in the national media have not been saying his name. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many players, KB chip on his shoulder. Like Christian Fulton was not even playing. Like our defense isn't even fully healthy. Our offense clearly isn't fully healthy. We are the team that's had the most players miss games and have the best record yeah. by far. 
It's unreal. I love it. So any any final thoughts on uh, on last night before we let everybody go enjoy the rest of their victory Monday? Yeah, I just soak it up, man. I mean, this is not this is not something that you get to do a lot in the NFL. Um, I think, especially with what they've done the last month. Um, I, I'm just kind of I, I'm surprisingly speechless, given that this is it's coming to fruition, and it's not just by chance. Like they're 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 competing, and even as yeah. if if games start off slow, like we've seen them. Um, they continue to come back. And here's something, too. I know today that they, uh, the Detroit Lions, Darren Fells, who's a tight end for the Lions, former of the Houston Texans, who probably has, you know, continuity and, and familiarity with Mike Vrabel, asked for his release. He's a guy I would love to see the Titans go after, just to add, because let's be real, Jeff Swam is not a tight end one. He's not, a you know, even a poor man's Travis Kelsey. He's had a great last two or three weeks. Um, yeah. But he, but Fells is a bigger guy. I think he's about six seven, probably two fifty. Could be a great guy to help Chip if Lawan is still not going to be back. Um, but even in the passing game, just another another threat. That um, I hate to say that I think the Ferkser, the hope for a- Anthony Ferkser is to be that guy. I think that's probably come and gone. Um, so I think they do need to continue to improve wherever they can. Um, and can and I've said it since. Last week, really, whenever Derrick Henry went down, they have to diversify the offense as much as they can just to continue to mm-hmm. add. Um, and, that, and that's the one thing I would say. It does concern me with, with you know, not last night was not a horrible start. I think they did enough to get it done. But barring some type of uh, slump or whatever you want to call it for the offense, they got to figure out some things for it to really go. For the offense to match where the defense is, they got to make, obviously, a couple steps to get on that level. For sure. Absolutely agree. So um, it'll be interesting to see if they make a move on that. I would also love to see like something I was saying in a space earlier today. This is just one of my final thoughts, I guess. Um, the guy, I can't remember his name. The, the guy that's been outside the training facility all season. Um, that yeah. went to Austin P. I mm-hmm. just wonder how bad his film has to be for them to have not given him a chance at this point. I saw something on YouTube and it was like a very small, you know, I mean, it's one of those things. There's a bird eye view, and you see a couple reps with him, and then several other guys were getting rotated in. It's not horrible. It wasn't great, you know. Yeah. But that's why. That's so, why I think they want to protect guys like Lawan because of the lack of depth. Right. People want to say Lawan can be left in L.A. People don't realize how valuable he is to this team right now. Mm-mm. So, anyways, no, I, that's he, he gets on my nerves saying. too. Yeah, he gets on my nerves too. But um, he is still an All Pro lineman. So, um, and he's. Coming off an ACL is hard, and it is mental. So hopefully, you know, he can continue to work on that and be back for when it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I can't – I cannot remember this guy's name to save my life, but I, it just makes me wonder if he could go get a, a shot at um, a training camp, and I don't think he might pick them up. To me, I, I still look at it as, like, what do the Titans have to lose? Because we have Bobby Hart get embarrassed – over and over and over and over and over and over again. Like to have someone that has just, if you look at the culture of our locker room and the culture of the guys that we go after, it's guys that love football. Mm-hmm. That guy clearly loves football. If he's standing outside every day with a sign with his stats and his measurables, you know? So I just don't, I would have at least brought him in by now just to see what he looks like. Um, but cause he, he's ready, but I don't think they're going to. Um, I've been rooting for him ever since I saw that first day. Cause he does, you, I mean, you just want to see somebody that wants to be there that bad win. Um, yeah. So it, it would be cool to see him get an opportunity somewhere. 
But I just, was wondering just how bad does this film have to look for them to have not even looked at him. Um, so I figured it probably wasn't great. But yeah, I um, I would like to see some moves made. O-line is what I would really prefer, but somebody coming out of Detroit is a tight end, a big tight end. That might not be a bad move either, um, just to help with some of the blocking. But um, if we learned anything last night, it's that Ryan Tanhill does not have a lot of time to make decisions. And right. the only reason that he didn't get sacked more than he did is because he can move. So um, that is one thing that became a very obvious issue, but hopefully it's something that can be remedied um, or that other elements of our game can compensate for the lack of pass protection. Yeah. And I'm looking at the, uh, not, not to change subject here, but I'm just thinking as far as the saints come into town, obviously losing Jameis Winston, yeah. um, that they've, they're not as banged up as the Titans are right now, but um, I'm curious to see if we can get you know guys like Kendall Lamb back, Greg Maben, who at one point was going IR last week, was not going IR last week. Is Christian Fulton right. coming back? Like, what are we going to be seeing as far as the team getting right. healthier? But like one thing that you mentioned, and Nate Davis too coming back from that concussion, I think that was Aaron Brewer had a pretty damn good game uh, given yeah, the, the circumstances against Aaron Donald, but um. um that week 13 by that you brought up earlier, I think that's going to be the diamond in the rough for this team as far as his health. And then obviously um, just overall, I mean, able to kind of propel them into the, the later half of the, of the year, later quarter of the season. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked. And then um, I think it'll be a good test because the Falcons getting up on the saints this last Sunday, I'm not expecting a, super competitive game, but I want to see, like you were saying, if the Titans come out and do their own thing versus playing to their competition. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully we see it. So, but Hey, Trey, happy victory Monday, man. Whoop, whoop. You Tighten too. Up. Have a good day. Tighten up. And y'all enjoy the rest of this, uh, this victory Monday. And then tomorrow is back to business. It's on to Let's the next. Go. So,